So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. I always remember Oliver Reed explaining how to be scary in a movie. He very, very quietly say, if you do that ever again, I will kill you. I think that's actually what I did. It was in the school canteen. Okay, whoa. I didn't know I was on the fucking show with two psychopaths. (laughs) Smashing Security, episode 219. Cheerleaders, dating apps, and crisis PR. With Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 219. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And this week, Carol, we are joined by someone who's brand new to the show, but not new to the world of cybersecurity by oh, no. any means. Someone who's been working in the background mysteriously. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling the strings, manipulating. <laughs> Yvonne Eskenzi. Hello, Yvonne. Yay. Hi. For far too long. 25 blinking years. So, Yvonne, explain what you do and uh, where you sit in the cybersecurity business. Okay, so just over 25 years ago, there was a new little baby show called Info Security, and I used to do PR for running big exhibitions. I used to work at News International. Um, and then I decided to go on my own and was asked to run this little show. I had no idea what the hell I was doing, especially when it came to IT security. And basically, I started to do all the PR for Info Security and ended up specialising in cybersecurity, or then it was called information security. And fast forward 25 years, uh, we've helped, I think, probably every single cybersecurity company there is to do an IPO or be acquired. Um, and we've got about 30 clients at the moment. Um, and we beaver right. You know, that, that's that's what we do. We you are- do. Yes. Well, you've been in the industry forever. We've known each other forever. And yeah. anyway, you're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's thank this week's sponsors, 1Password, CrowdSec, and SailPoint. Their support helps us give you this show for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got? Oh, I'm going to take you into the crazy world of cheerleaders. Oh, were you? are you a cheerleader? I bet you are. <laughs> Yvonne, what about you? Oh, we're going to talk about crisis comms because it's very much in the news at the moment, isn't it? With solar winds and oh, all the stuff that keeps happening, crisis after crisis. Yeah, totally. And I am going to delve into the world of online dating because it's had a little bit of a ripple of action. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. 
Now, chums, chums, um, I might know the answer to this already, but just to be absolutely clear, have any of the three of us ever been a member of a female cheerleading squad? I, I haven't. I'm going to put my <laughs> cards on the table no. and say I absolutely haven't been. You haven't been, Carol. Yvonne? Oh, would I not just love to have done that? Been so much fun. Really? I could sit, yeah, with those great big bonbon things. Absolutely love to. But we don't. <laughs> but you don't do things like that, do you? In the UK, it's very much American, isn't it? I th- yeah, well, it's mostly American, but I think it's becoming a little bit more popular over here as well. I mean, I I think you could start doing it if you wanted to. I mean, that might be something. Why would to- you want to cheer someone on? Why not want to be the person that being cheered? Yeah. Like, why not be the athlete? Oh, yes, good point. There's a Netflix documentary series called Cheer. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Don't mix it up with Cheers. I'm not talking about Norman <laughs> Cliff and Ted Danson. <laughs> Cheer is a documentary all about these extraordinarily athletic people involved in the brutal, high-pressured world of cheerleading. And I look, I watch it. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I look at it and I think, <laughs> really? that looks like a piece of cake. It looks like a piece of cake to me. I just think that's really pervy. <laughs> it's not just women in cheer. There are men in it as well. They're, I mean, these oh. are athletes. They're, they're doing really impressive things. They're throwing themselves around and bouncing off things. And, you know, these people are hard as nails. Yeah. And it's kind of like gymnastics, really. I mean, there's a lot of muscle action going on, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And it is pretty impressive stuff. And so, like I said, they're, they're really tough, as are their coaches. And, of course, the parents behind them as well, because it's a fiercely competitive world. And sometimes, dare I say, a little bit crazy, a little bit psychotic. I remember some story Mm. about cheerleaders where, like, it's quite tough rules. See, I'm remembering Dallas Cowboys for some reason, but there was, like, this expose where this woman was like, we weren't allowed to chew gum, we had to wear our hair a certain way, we weren't allowed to touch our face ever in public, like, can't weigh more than this amount of weight. Like, huge amounts of rules for your entire life. There are lots of rules. Right. You're talking about people who are cheering on the Dallas Cowboys, but... If you're just a member of a regular cheerleading squad, you are expected to behave in a certain way and mm. not do certain things. Well, you don't get choppy cheerleaders, do you? Well, <laughs> I think you don't be so fattest. I think you could do. There's no oh. reason why you couldn't. Graham, in the little programme that you've been watching, have you seen choppy cheerleaders? I think if you watched Chris Farley come down on what was his name Dave Dave Letterman <laughs> show, Chris Farley for Chris Farley did, did an entrance did an entrance coming on the show, and I swear to God I would I don't think and we're going to put a link in the show notes for anyone who wants to see yes. it if you haven't seen it because he was quite gymnastic. Yeah, he changed my view on what people can do. Okay. Was that the night he had a heart attack as well? I'm not sure, but it was it was quite anyway in the world of cheerleading as i say it's a little bit crazy because of course you all want to be the person who's sort of thrown up in the air five stories and tumble 28 times and all the rest of it you have to be a bit nuts to that tempers can flare rivalries can grow and sometimes really unpleasant things can happen now what happened last year is that some of the teenage girls on a cheerleading squad in pennsylvania called the victory vipers they began to receive unpleasant texts and voicemails. And some of these messages told them, you haven't got any friends, you should go and kill yourself. Which isn't very nice, is it? Whoa, whoa! Not saying a young woman wants to hear. There's like two things there, right? Like Mm. having no friends. Yeah. That's one thing. But like jumping to killing yourself in the same line is a bit like, whoa. It gets worse. It's not only were there texts and messages like that, they were also sent photographs and videos 
purporting to be the girls themselves caught drinking, smoking, vaping, and generally being in the nuddy. Being in the nude? <laughs> yes. C- certainly not eating Dunkin' Donuts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Stuffing their face down at the local... <laughs> That's the local far more camp. fun. <laughs> that, that might be against the rules as well. I don't know. I, I don't have the, the precise rules. But the, oh. thing, the thing was, that they were being sent these photographs. And of course, they were mortified because they're thinking, I might get thrown off the right, team. So someone's like a PI. So someone's following them and taking shots of them. Or well, there's like some it, conspiracy going on. There's some sort of subterfuge. But the thing was, these girls were looking at these photos. And they're thinking, well, hang on a minute. I haven't been vaping in the nude. <laughs> I haven't been drinking and smoking. <laughs> that does appear to be my face. But oh, here here entereth the security angleth. <laughs> I was wondering what was when that was going to happen. <laughs> so generally, they were receiving messages, and it, you know they're making claims about things which they shouldn't be expected to be doing. The images were sent to these girls and to the girls' families as well. Oh my god! Alongside comments about their lewd behaviour, that they were dating boys. Oh my god! Is that not allowed either? One mum received a text claiming that her daughter was drinking at the shore. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean, at the shore? Is that like a club? Like I don't know. By the beach, maybe? maybe? Oh, maybe, maybe. Smokes pot and uses as a screen name, Attention Whore 69. It's a bit tacky, isn't it, to be? Well, she must have paid for that. I mean, that's no, no, pretty no, exclusive. In the, in, yeah. No, but you wouldn't want to be accused of that necessarily, would you, of any of those things, or for your mum to receive a message like that? Yeah. About you as a teenager. Well, I don't know. Drinking at the shawl sounds quite nice. <laughs> okay, you're a mom, Yvonne. Okay, so if you got these texts, you what would you just ask your daughter and go, what, what is this? With I pictures. Say, I would say, darling, what, what were you doing drinking at the shore? Yeah, what is the shore, <laughs> darling? <laughs> Explain to me. I've met Yvonne's daughter. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she was drinking at the shore. And drinking at the shore and she was smoking her pot and she was <laughs> and she was doing the attention whore 69. I suppose I would say to her, darling, that's okay to drink at the shore, certainly if you have to smoke pot. But actually the attention whore 69, no, not so sure. That's a great screen name. Wouldn't yeah. That's your PR advice. As a professional from the world of public relations, you think that would be bad? Okay, image. but what if she says, it's not me, mom. I haven't done any of that stuff. I haven't been to the shore. I haven't been smoking pot. And well, that is definitely not my screen name. Absolutely. I'd say there was a crisis comms situation there. <laughs> yeah. Well, these teenage girls, some of them, of course, had been hiding the abuse from their parents. It's only when their parents got the messages as well oh. that they said, oh, yeah, this has been happening. I've been getting these for months and months. Oh. And you can imagine enough pressure on yeah. teenagers anyway, but getting those sort of things. So it's been claimed that these pictures had been photoshopped and the videos might actually be deep fakes to give the appearance of these cheerleading girls um, doing all of these things. See, it's so interesting, right? Because there's so many different facets of parents, right? Mm-hmm. There'd be parents that would freak out as at the first sight of it. Yep. There are parents that would kind of just go and chat with their kid and kind of go, hey, what's this? Talk mm. to me. And there'd be some that would just be like, hmm, something's suspicious here. Like, you know, you can just see all the different oh, reactions yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. But also the kids thinking that the parents will kill them. Yeah, of, right? well, of course. But do remember, these are cheerleading parents. Yeah. So they're going to be the ones that freak out. Yeah, yeah. Well. <sighs> so it's all a lie. They were all photoshopped. Well, this is the thing. that In reality, it appears that some of these pictures, for instance, have been screen grabs 
from the teenagers' social media where they might have had bathing suits on and the bathing suits have been digitally removed. And in other cases, the photographs may have been taken and then uh, used in a deep faking app in order to create these videos as well. Okay, so who's the digital illustrator in the group? Right. <laughs> well, right? so the police were obviously called. And the problem is that whoever was sending these texts and even these voicemails was using multiple different phone numbers. And the investigators found that they were being sent using an iPhone app called Text Free. And Text Free cloaks your real number and identity and lets you choose whatever phone number I guess you want from a list. Okay, so can I guess what happens next? It's, is this like a whodunit? Well, yes. And Hercule Poirot here is going to twiddle his moustache in a minute and tell you. <laughs> My moustachette. <laughs> um, so the cops, sorry, I, like, yeah, I've lost where I'm at now because you made me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, it won't happen again. <laughs> who, who done it? Who done it? Who was it? So the cops went to the text-free service and they were able to track the IP address yeah. to a home in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It was the home of one Raffaella Spohn. Raffaella, look, I can see Raffaella. <laughs> oh, my God. You can see Raffaella now, can't you? She's not a teenage girl. She's not a cheerleader. She is the mother of a cheerleader. Are a mother. you kidding me? No, a mother of a teenage girl on the Victory Vipers cheerleading team. I was assuming it was going to be a guy. Isn't mm -hmm. that weird? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I thought it was going to be some 16-year-old spotty teenage boy. Yeah, who didn't get his way. Yeah, who just was like, I don't know, just trying to piss off everybody. Wow. So it was a mom. According to reports, Raffaella Spohn's daughter, she fell out with some of her fellow cheerleaders after another parent, another mum or dad said, look, you're not to hang out with that girl anymore because she's bad news. Maybe she's been drinking at the shore uh, or sure. something. Yeah, yeah. Smoking pot. And the claim is that what this did to Raffaella Spohn is it unleashed the Gorgon element of her, right? <laughs> she <laughs> the croc and awoke because nothing knows the fury of a parent whose child has been yes. bad-mouthed, right? I know. I could tell you a thing or two about that. You're right. I bet you could because it's just a primal instinct. It's oh, like, it oh, is. Dare yeah. you do that to my kid? I once did that. I once did that to a six-year-old. Well, you deep faked a six-year-old kid. And <laughs> See, no, no, no. She was being horrible to my four-year-old, and I went up to her, and I went, you'll never do that again, ever. And I looked back, and I thought, gosh, she was only six. That was really mean of me. <laughs> I always remember Oliver Reed explaining how to be scary in a movie. And what you do is you don't shout at someone. You just go up to them, and you very, very quietly say, if you do that ever again, I will kill you. <laughs> That's actually what I did. I think that's actually what I did. It was in the school canteen. I think that's okay, actually what whoa. I did. I didn't know I was on the fucking show with two psychopaths. <laughs> anyway, the police have seized Raffaella Spoon's cell phones, her laptops, an Xbox, a modem, a digital TVs. Okay, just to be Facebook clear, portal. the, the mum's pissed off, so she decides to just badmouth all the other kids and Allegedly. threaten them. Allegedly. Allegedly, reportedly, reportedly. Yes, to try and get them thrown off. This is the claim that they're, they, this is so all being done. So that her daughter done. could get in. Exactly. They will be thrown off. It'll be revenge. They will no longer be on the cheerleading team. It's, you know, it's like leveling the play field for her daughter. It's what she's doing literally. Interesting. Allegedly. Well, Spone's own attorney says mm. that she's denying everything. 
prove it, she says. Yeah. Well, well, and it says she's received death threats because obviously people are very upset about this. She's had to go to police herself and her life has been turned upside down. There's no suggestion that the daughter knew about what was going on. Um, well, what if she's being set up? That's not. Oh, you love a conspiracy theory, don't you? You Love a little twist. Why is that a conspiracy theory? Well, no, you've you've just added an extra little, you know, little twist in it, haven't you? It's just quite possible. But then to have your own attorney, what sort of people have their own attorneys? Well, I guess I guess you get one if you. Your daughter's (laughs) in the cheerleading squad, honey. If you're dragged into the cop shop, (laughs) (laughs) then you call one. Yeah. Now, you know, the thing is, though, that this deep fake technology is getting quite extraordinary. Have you encountered deep Tom Cruise on TikTok? No, I wouldn't mind. Well, <laughs> links in the show notes. In fact, we're, what we'll do is I'll play right now a video of Tom Cruise pretending to be a snapping turtle coming out of his shell. Click on that link right now. Are you falling for that? You think that is actually something that exists on the planet, that deep fake? What, what do you mean? Do I? The, the well, you're video. just saying they're so astounding that they're going to fool people. I don't believe that Tom Cruise is actually a snapping turtle now. No, but no, it, it, <laughs> no, he's, he's no, okay. He's not actually <laughs> pretending to be a turtle, Carol. Have you watched the video? <laughs> no, I don't have the well, link. Well, it's in the bloody Google Doc. <laughs> it's in the on. Google Doc. <laughs> okay. Okay, TikTok impression time. This is a five second impression of a snapping turtle coming out of a shell. He's still quite handsome, isn't he? So what this is, this is all pretend. It's not really what he's doing himself. Someone else is doing it for him. <laughs> Did I mess up my hair? This, the guy you're looking at here and the guy who runs this account is an actor called Miles Fisher, who is a fantastic Tom Cruise impersonator. Yes. But he doesn't goodness. look exactly like Tom Cruise. But what they've done, he does a great voice. Wow. He does all his quirks. And his <laughs> all his Tom Cruise craziness. But... They've deep-faked his face over. That is phenomenal. You know what? I kind of feel like I can tell it's deep-faked. Really? Yeah. Like, it's something about the shadow around the edge of the face. Like, it's just, there's something wrong. Do you think? Yeah. No, I think it's brilliant. Absolutely I, I brilliant. I think it's astonishing. Well, look, I, I am an I artist. Would, so. I, I would fall for that. <laughs> totally, 100%, I'd fall for that deep-fake. I yeah. mean, I find you, it, I, I think there's something. Imagine not- him saying, hi, Yvonne. I think oh. there's something odd about it, but I think also there's something odd whenever you see a video of Tom Cruise. So it's not that usual unsettling feeling which you're having. But it seems to me so, so plausible. Why don't you try and be Tom Cruise? Do a Tom Cruise deep fake. But, well, I, <laughs> I'm a little bit taller and possibly a little bit chubbier. Well, you don't know, though. Come when come. did you last see Tom Cruise? He could, yeah. be chubby. he could be chubby now, couldn't he? Which means he could be a cheerleader. <gasps> Maybe he is CGI'd when he appears in the movies to get rid of his saddlebags. <laughs> his muffin top. His muffin his top. Bags. <laughs> Tom Cruise with saddlebags. I like that. Yvonne, what have you got to talk to us about this week? Okay, so we have had an awful lot of awful breaches, haven't we? We the, mm. we're just we're just inundated with them at the moment. Solar winds, you mm. name it, um, they're everywhere, um, and. I was actually thinking this the other day that I actually think at some point I'm going to have to sit down with all my clients and say, listen, guys, this is going to be you sooner or later because everyone is going to be breached at some point and lots of people are not prepared. Um, And it costs a hell of a lot of money if you are actually breached. I mean, I was having a look at some of the figures, Um, you know, Google 
50, they, they were fined $50 million, H&M, $35 million. You know, where the hell did they get that sort of money from? BA, $22 million. So, so crisis comps. So this is something that we all should be doing, and I, especially as 80% of our companies are all going to be breached. So I thought it'd be quite fun Okay. Rather than just, just to talk about what, what you're supposed to do, because, of course, you're supposed to do an awful lot of things to make right. sure that you don't get caught with your pants down. Uh, and the most important thing is actually to plan and to keep your head on uh, and, and keep calm, all that sort of stuff. I thought we could do a bit of role play. Do you fancy that? Oh, yeah. I always love a bit of role play. It's been okay. a long time and I've been under lockdown a while. So let's do some, let's do okay. some of that. So, so we'll do some deep get breathing. Get into character. We'll do some <laughs> lovely deep breathing. Okay. So here we go. A breach occurs and you're in the IT security department of a major retailer called Mars and Bender. You've just got a call from two investigative journalists, one called Graham Cuddly and the other, <laughs> Carol Tickle Me. And they've been tipped off that you've suffered a breach. You've not got any idea what they're talking about. So what's the first thing you do is you have them on the end of the phone. They tell you you've just been breached. Do you? Can I give you this one? A, B, C, D? Yeah. Okay, sure. oh, give us options. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the options. So, A, do you reply, well, no, we've not been breached and deny it as you've not seen anything? B, do you decline to comment and say, no comment? <laughs> C, do you hear them out and tell them that you'll come back to them once you've looked into the alleged incident? D, other. <laughs> Definitely other. I, I would... <laughs> I would. I, I would say, oh, no, not again. We had all this last week, and we managed to somehow keep it out of the papers. Thank you so much. Can you give me your details so I can get my lawyers to write to you to gag you from saying any more? I, I think that would be a very successful approach. That's one option. That's one yes, option. Yes, that's, that's, that's an option, yes. No, I think another option would be you could call it Taylor Journalist. God, can I tell you what happened off the record? <laughs> oh, my God, that would be so awful. So for all of your listeners, you never say, don't don't ever say anything. It's off the record because that's just amazing. Yes, I back about 100% on that. Never say that. So, okay, so I think the right answer here, I'm going to, I think the right answer is C. Good Am I right? Girl, like, good girl. What was C again? What was C again? Hear, hear them out. Yeah, hear them out. Who, what, where, why, how them. Okay, right? I have okay. all the info you can. Say nothing and say you'll get back to them. I then say that's really interesting. You know what? I'm going to get back to you as soon as I can. Let me find out. But let me talk to you about this new product we did this year. Okay, you both get A stars for that. You're very good at doing this. Okay, so what happens now? You put the phone okay. down and you go, what the hell are you going to do now? Okay, exactly. so what do you do? And here we go. A, do you run into the toilet, be sick and pretend nothing's happening and then go off sick, go home, Don't just don't tell anybody? <laughs> Normal do afternoon. You, yeah. do, B, do you initiate your fabulous incidents response plan that you've been practicing for the past 10 years and this is your time to shine right because you have been doing this day in day out right right see oh my god you have no plan in place but you keep calm and you pull together an emergency team that includes all your functional management team your legal counsel your it forensics your ceo your cso your finance oh, okay. your comms your hr and actually you also get some legal advice and you pull in your pr team like a skenzy pr plug that's <laughs> Is there a D or is it other? D is quite an important one. It's issue immediately an internal statement for all your staff, letting them know what's happened with clear instructions of what to do and not to do. Oh, oh that's good. Interesting. I know what the answer is. 
Can I? Okay, that's good. Because I'm gonna. I'm just hold on. Hold on. Uh, you there, you on. guess first, and then I'm going. No, no, I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing. I'm just saying something. Like, I'm thinking <laughs> it'd be great to get everybody together, right, and have a chit chat and all agree on what to do. But having lived that nightmare in a large uh, company, really, you have that situation where everyone disagrees. So you've got like twelve people all there going. I think we should do this. I think we should do that. I think we should do this. So. I think if we have a smaller team, I think PR is super important in there. IT is super important. CEO is super important. Head of security, right? Yeah. But other than that, I would be like, need to know, need to know. Yeah. Anyway, Graham, over to you. You have the answer. My initial reaction is I would think about who I will make the sacrificial lamb. Who is going to fall on that sword? Oh my for this? god, it's going to be that. So you set me up. It's going to be yeah. that poor old bloody Ciso again, isn't it? However, if I wanted to win a point, I might be tempted to say a bit of a combination of B, C, and D, because I think you should have a plan, but sometimes a plan can be a bit dusty and maybe not have been all thought through. So you may want to call some people together. Yeah, like people on the list don't work there anymore, I'd, for example. Yeah, and yeah. The emergency I'd, call I'd certainly want or... to bring a little team together, I think, to, to, to discuss it and bring some outside expertise too um, and, and try and get a handle on it. But I, I would certainly, from the PR point of view, which, of course, one of the areas you're coming from, Yvonne, I would like to control what kind of message comes out of the company and make sure that regular staff aren't tempted to speak to the press yeah, yeah, and give conflicting smart, statements. Well, I think that's actually key. Um, yeah. So you're right. Yeah. It's it's all of the above, really, apart from being sick in the toilet, which is probably all of the above as well. <laughs> and pretend nothing's happening and then go off sick. I think you probably want to do but that you too. Know what? I, I'm but, not. Yeah, because I'm not in IT. But if, if it was all on your neck and oh, you're thinking, gosh, holy yeah. fuck, everyone's yes. going to blame me for this. Yeah. And I think I would be, you know. Well, actually, I wanted to survey and I asked a load of security people if there's if they've actually discovered a breach and have they actually kind of rubbed it underneath the carpet and just not said anything to anybody. And a huge proportion of them had said they had done that. Because mm. I think that's that's the natural instinct to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think another natural instinct is to put out a press release which explains it was a highly sophisticated attack. Advanced and- persistent threat. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. so we couldn't possibly have been expected to beat it. And by the way, my name is Dido Harding. I and, would have and, said, and, <laughs> and blame it, and blame it on the intern. I thought that was such a really nasty thing to do. What a horrible thing to do! Blame it on the interns. Yes, yes, oh, I know. So now you've been breached. Now, now you've been breached. Okay. And What's you, the score? Who's winning at the moment? Can I just check on the I, scores? I, I we, think you actually. Uh, well, uh, I think you just did that one beautifully, Graham. Thank beautifully. you very much. Thank you. Uh, and, and Carol, he needs to be in the lead. It's okay. No, he doesn't need to be in the lead. We just had this issue last week with another quiz. He needs it with his ego. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, now, so now, now you know what the breach is. You've identified what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's with a third party supplier. So now what do you do? Okay. <laughs> a, do you avoid all journalists and all their calls? Do you B, email the journalist saying no comment? C, do you tell them it's not your problem, it's a third party and they should go and talk to the third party? <laughs> Do you go back to Mr. Cuddly and Ms. Tickle Me and be as honest and as open as you can with as much clear information as you can give them? You need to explain the steps you're taking and tell them how you're moving forward with informing your customers and other stakeholders. You have a consistent message and all that jamboree. I've got the feeling you're leading us in a particular direction here. <laughs> or e, Do you feel which... that, Greg? Because I was feeling that a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Do you prepare, which is what you just now said, actually, Graham, do you prepare an ongoing statement that you issue to all stakeholders across all communication channels? Lots and lots of companies have this already prepared, don't they? They cut paste, cut paste, ready for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can I, I can answer this on Graham because I, okay, I, I think I think I think I think I'll talk I'll speak for both of us actually. Mm, I'm not mm. confident on this answer, but I think the way when we've had these situations, we used to have a statement because it's all it's all crazy when you're in the eye of the storm. And I know it's like you should stay calm, you stay cool, but it is incredible the amount of investor, business partner, customer pressure that is put on a company in that situation. And uh, having a statement ready that you can just fire out and go, sorry, we need time. We will be publishing this information, but we need time to make sure it's all right. And we're not like racing to get all the info out because you can get it so wrong. It changes sometimes, you know, hour to hour. Yeah. You're good. You're very, very good. Thanks. That's 15 years. I have 15 years doing that stuff. (laughs) That's it. It is about being quick and it is about being prepared. And it is, I think, very much about being honest um, yeah, I'm being in control, and don't don't let other people force you or shape the narrative. And I also think the most important thing is owning up and taking responsibility. Absolutely. Because, yeah, hold your hands up and just kind of go. You know what? This has actually happened. We, we we're looking into it. We're going to take responsibility. We're owning it. I think I think that's what people respect you for. And even if it is Graham, a third why don't you part- try it out? Try it out. Try it out. Just say I fucked up. Just say I fucked up. No, Carl. because I know you'll cut it out of the recording and you'll <laughs> no, use it saying- against me in future. <laughs> I, I, but you, you, you're ab- you're absolutely right, Yvonne. Because I mean, it, it's just one of the rules on how to say sorry, isn't it? And even if it is a third party who's goofed up rather than you, yeah, your customer still wants to hear you say this is not good enough. And we are disappointed and we feel like we've let you down and we're going to do what we can to put this right. And seriously, it makes no business sense throwing your supply chain under the bus because they may have gotten fucked. Like before you find out if they deservedly got fucked, you know, may as well do the, Mm. do you know what I mean? Like if your supply, you can't just go, oh, go see the supplier that we've been paying because it's all them, not us, not us. And what's really strange is if you're honest, you can be kind of like upfront about it. Things things work out at the end, you know. It, your share price may bounce back. You know, it, it, you, you take a bit of a hit or a couple of days later, things always seem to bounce back. And yes, yeah. it's yesterday's chips or newspaper, whatever you call it, you know, um, the newspaper that's inside the chips. What are they called? Yesterday's fish and chips paper. Yeah. I think you're back to the Dunkin' Donuts again, aren't you? <laughs> I know, I'm on a diet. She's hungry. That's, that's the problem. I just started a diet and everything comes down to food. <laughs> Now it's clear. Carol, what have you got for us this week? All right. All right. You guys can kick back now. Close your eyes. And I want you to imagine you are a free and single a la partner free adult. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) And I also want you to imagine that you're terribly, terribly hungry for love. Okay. Ravenous. Okay. So it's 2021. What do you do? I know I do. Obviously, instantly. I'll just immediately go and start to, to cruise around on, on, on all the date, dating sites. Fantastic. Exactly. Fun. You hit the online dating scene. It has all the excitement of meeting people and flirtation without the unpleasant yuckiness of actually having to meet them face to face. It's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, what an yeah. ideal relationship. And you slap up a profile and you wait for a computer algorithm or two to align you with some people. Mm-hmm. And maybe after a thousand or so swipes, it's bonjour, bonjour time. Super hot, beautiful, beautiful person. You check the profile. Graham, you see Doctor mm. Who lover, check. Peanut butter hater, <laughs> check. Right? Yes. Knows who the Beatles are, check. 
right? <laughs> Yvonne, Tom Cruise lookalike, check. Shore cruiser, pot smoker, check. Dunkin' Donut lover. <laughs> so you find this perfect match, right? Check, 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 check. And then you see an option at the bottom of the profile, Ooh. a button that says, yeah. click here to upgrade to find out if this person has had any involvement with violent crime. With violent crime? Do you upgrade? That's Ooh. great. Well, it's handy if you're looking for someone to rob a bank with or something, I suppose. <laughs> violent crime. Like crime like uh, sexual harassment crime or... Uh, I don't think most people are looking for a date like that, though, Carol. Aren't they looking for someone who isn't involved so in those So you get to vet your match to make sure, check their history at a swipe of a button to see if they have anything on record anywhere. Oh, so this isn't, this isn't that people have filled in their dating profile and said, oh, yes, I've been done for assault. No, it's, or, an, it's a no. new service. Oh, right. Okay. So, so the idea is, would you press the button? So Yvonne, you were like, yeah, right away, I'd click it. I would too. Totally. Right. I'd be like, I'm new to the dating scene. I don't want to be in a sticky, uh, shitty absolutely. situation. No. Does, does, does it tell you whether there's actually been smoking pot? By the shore. No. Let me give you the background and then you guys can question okay. me a go-go and see what I know. Mm. So this is Match Group. Match Group own Tinder, Match, Medic, OkCupid, Hinge, Pears, Plenty of Fish, a ton of dating sites. That's amazing. Isn't it, it is incredible. And they're all competitors. They're like the Procter and Gamble of dating. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> now, Match Group has made a significant contribution to a company called Garbo. And Garbo is a background check platform. Hang on. Wasn't Greta Garbo famous for saying she wanted to be alone? Yeah. Well, it seems a bit strange for a company involved in dating <laughs> to name their company. Wait, it's so interesting, right? So, okay. So, Garbo collects public records and reports of violence or abuse, okay? So, including arrests, convictions, restraining orders, harassment, other violent crimes. So drug possessions, traffic violations aren't included because they say it'll have a disproportional impact on marginalized groups, which are often, you know, hauled in for these petty crimes, which some people might say they're called. Match Group is going to make Garbo accessible to users in the U.S. on Tinder later this year. Okay. And the point of Garbo is to help you proactively prevent violence by providing people transparency and info about whoever they connect with on dating sites. Okay? So let me just, um, let me pivot quickly. So three things are highlighted on Garbo's website. Okay. So right. three okay. things that they highlight. First, no last names required. In most cases, all you need to search is just a first name and a phone number. Mm. Okay? Two, we are aggregating dozens of data sources to provide the most comprehensive view into someone's history, including arrests, convictions, orders of protections, and more. Fabulous. And third, we accept your evidence. So if you want to submit some stuff and submit convictions and arrest information, they'll look at it and add it to their database if they feel it's right. Questions? <laughs> thoughts at this stage? I actually think it's brilliant. And um, because I think that's the biggest fear, is it not, that as a woman... You have no idea of the guy that you're talking to, that he could be some mass rapist or some weirdo. Mm. And actually, um, from all my friends and my kids and stuff that have dated, and they've always thought it would be a good idea. I think it's still a good idea. that You rate your exes as well, like a review, and you kind of go, you need to look out for this guy because he's got the following problems. Mm. That would be mm. really good. 
That's interesting, actually. I'm going to think about that, the whole rating, the rating of us. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Because you're not going to talk about how horrible you are or your kind of, you know, your failings or your shortcomings. Yeah. But all your exes would, would immediately, brilliantly summarize it fantastically for you, wouldn't they? So Yeah, yeah. So Yvonne's clicking upgrading. Graham? It's, it's perhaps less of an incentive for me because, to be honest, uh, I, well, I'm a man and I think I'm less worried probably about encountering someone who's violent uh, via online dating it's really you know, uh, I, well i'm <laughs> i don't think i've encountered anyone uh violent during my dating life i have encountered people who didn't know who the beatles were and i had to, <laughs> had to dump them when i realized i wasn't gonna be yeah. able to talk to them about the beatles you're saying basically i'm not gonna have this problem so i don't care well no it's not that i don't care i i think my other concern would be if the information is reliable and how yeah. that's what you're going to do if sort of poisoned data gets into the database how would you have that extracted from yeah from your record would be a concern so i totally get the the, the fear there must be amongst some people and the anxiety about meeting someone who's going to be inappropriate or may cause problems in the future but uh, I, I would also worry about toxic data but it is it is the biggest concern of, of a woman certainly when they're when they're actually dating is kind yeah. of that's definitely the biggest concern so actually it's really really such a wonderful idea. Okay, well, so, okay, so I have a few things I wanted to discuss. Well, these are things I thought about too. So one, they talk about arrests being listed, right? So say someone is right. arrested for something violent, like, I don't know, whatever, something awful, but they're never prosecuted. So like when you're arrested, it's different from in the court. Of course. You get arrested and then the police then hand it over to prosecution. They decide, oh, we're doing nothing with this. or we are doing something. We're going after them. We're not going after them, whatever. But there's still an arrest report. Like some people get arrested and shouldn't be right? It could be contested or unwarranted yes. or, I mean, at a time when we don't even trust police forces in USA, where this is where it's going to be trialed is in the States, not here mm. in the UK. Mm. But I, that worries me a bit because if it was all people that had been convicted of a crime. So who's going to store this data? Is it going to be stored reliably as well? Is, is Couldn't find much information on the actual specifics of how they're running this. So there's a lot of press articles about, hey, this is cool. No one's kind of questioning. I'm questioning it a little right. bit. The other thing is, so so Match Group is going to be charging for this, okay? This is going to be a serviced fee on top of the right. Tinder fee. Like, so it's an add-on. Yeah, who pays? So who pays, the women or the men? You pay to go see, to have access to the reports on the person you're dating. So it, I think this, the gender is irrelevant, right? It, someone may want to do this on you, right? They may want to go, I'm, oh, I'm looking at Yvonne. She's kind of cool, but I just want to know if she's got a violent background. How do I go check that? pay and go and do it. No. So I was thinking at first, they shouldn't have to make you pay. But then I thought if you didn't, if you don't make people pay, every single teenager, employer, teacher, you know, employee, student will use it on anyone they know at any given time, all the time. Yeah, you've got a good point there. Absolutely. So then they have to charge maybe to stop the abuse of it. Maybe. And how is the data tied to an individual? How is that link made? That's what I don't. So when you create a dating profile, imagine I was, imagine I, right, I've done a few dodgy things in the past. Okay. Imagine I've been arrested a little bit in the, you know, some some nastiness I might have done in the past. Not Mr. Cluley. But, but there, there, there I am, right? I've created a dating profile. Do I have to give them my national insurance number or my social security number? Or Well, this is the other thing that bugs me about this. It's They say often all you need is a first name, not even a last name and a phone number. That doesn't sound right. 
And when I saw that, I was like, that's not a SIN number. That's not like your social insurance number. That's not your identifiable number. It's No, people's phone numbers can change. Other people can get hold of your phone number. I was thinking the poor fucking swim swappers, right? There's there's them, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I. There's more. I know it's complicated. I didn't, I'm not saying there's an answer here. Do you think we should just brand people? Well, you could look into uh, they could look into their eyes, like the old fashioned way, couldn't? Ah, uh, like, like that's what Lionel Richie. That's what my mum used to tell me. If you're ever unsure how to treat a woman, just think, what would Lionel Richie do? <laughs> <laughs> like, so say you've gone to prison, Graham. Or say you were convicted of a crime, right? And you went and did yep, your stuff, and you did all your prison stuff, and you did all your time. I'm on the chain gang. Yep. You're reformed, you're back into society, and you're trying to, you know, reintegrate and say, look, I'm now a new person. And guess what? No one dates you. Don't care. Don't care. So, yeah. So Vaughn's like, I don't care. You're not dating me. You've been in prison. I'm not dating anyone that's been in blinking prison. And I'm not dating anyone that's been violent either. Maybe I was convicted of a crime I did not commit. I was like David Banner, the Incredible Hulk. Or what if you weren't convicted, though? What if you were just arrested for a crime you didn't commit? Write that in the blurb. <laughs> So when you talk about yourself, you'd actually kind of go, oh, I was actually not, not I actually didn't really do it, but I'd been in prison for something I never did. There's talk to me about it. There's, there are some women who deliberately contact serial killers in prison and things, don't they? And they get into relationships with them. This may actually be an attraction to some people. Yeah, and they marry them, yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Match Group leaving it up to the user? Oh, right. Why yeah. isn't Match yeah. Group saying, look, you know what? We've decided we're going to run background chats and everyone that appeals, like comes in and does our, you know, wants to be part of our service. And if you don't meet specific requirements, which we decide privately, you can't join. I think it's a money spinner. Or it's legal. They're discriminating against people. I think it's a load of old nonsense. I think that I think they're just waving this under people's nose, saying, "Isn't this going to be good? Isn't this going to be good in the day?" The truth is that if you've got, to, if you find out that your particular dating site does this, all you're going to do is get a different phone number and call yourself Nigel rather than Harry. It is a unique selling point, actually. So it's actually kind of, would you go to that website just because they offer that information? And I actually think it's a really good idea. I like it a lot, and I would probably say to my girls, do it. Um, pay that extra money. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, remember Clearview AI, right? So Clearview AI, you would just throw a picture of any person in it and out would spew every single picture on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the social sites, all the Google, blah, 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 blah. And we were all like, wow, that's a bit crazy. That curated amount of information about someone is a bit dangerous. I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, I've really wrestled with this one. I'm all ears, listeners. Help guide me. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Tell me how you think we should, how this should go. But I think it's going to change the face of what we are expected to know about other people. Maybe we should just, maybe we just shouldn't do online dating. Maybe we should just tie a knot in it, right? And hang on. Tie a knot in what? Well, the, <laughs> all right. I was talking for myself. But we should <laughs> hang on until after lockdown and just meet ladies the old-fashioned way, like at our pottery course or something like that. Something lovely. Oh, it's like me. They're not. They're, in my pottery, I do a pottery class, actually. And they're all over. They're, it's so fabulous. I can't even tell you. 
but they're all very, very old and their hands are getting very crippled. And, um, you know, uh, but there is something very lovely about playing with pottery and doing the pottery. You're not going to get picked up in a pottery class, Graham. No, you don't think there'd be a, you could be my Demi Moore and I could, no, we couldn't. <laughs> in, in, in your dreams. Okay, let's go to break. You know you can't do business without technology. And you also know you can't securely access technology without identity security. Enter SailPoint, identity security for the cloud enterprise. It enables access and protects businesses with automated, managed, and governed access in real time with AI-enhanced visibility and controls. SailPoint lets companies run with speed, security, and scale in a cloud-critical, threat-intensive world. Plus, it tracks usage and enforces policies for all users, apps, and data continuously. Want to learn more? I bet you do. Check out smashingsecurity.com slash SailPoint. That's smashingsecurity.com slash SailPoint. And thanks to SailPoint for supporting the show. This week's podcast is also sponsored by 1Password's Random But Memorable podcast. Random But Memorable is a podcast filled with light-hearted security advice and banter with hosts Matt, Anna and Michael. I've been on the show myself, so I can confirm it's great fun. Tune in to Random But Memorable to hear about the latest security horror stories. They've produced over 50 episodes covering data breaches, password hacking, surveillance and more. Check out Random But Memorable in your favourite podcast app. And thanks to 1Password for their support. Hey, Clue Clue, did you hear my uh, crowd sec special interview that I did? Yes, yes, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, did it's great. you? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if I don't know if I believe you. So tell me everything you know about CrowdSec. Go. Oh, okay. Um, CrowdSec, uh, they're building a community uh, where yes. you, SecOps, and DevOps can join forces around the world and actually make a difference against all the new attacks which are coming out. Um, because no matter what your business size is, CrowdSec offers an adaptive response to security issues such as um, credential stuffing, port scans, password brute forcing, and much, much more. Okay, tell me how they analyze visitors' behaviors. What do they do with, with <laughs> malicious traffic, for example? The, okay, yeah, they it, they analyze uh, your visitors' behavior. They they deal with the malicious traffic, and oh yes, they automatically share details across the community to ensure everyone is protected. So the more data that CrowdSec aggregates, the stronger it gets. Okay, that's great, except you forgot the most important thing. It's free and it's open source, so anyone can benefit from this. So join the CrowdSec community and let's make the internet safer together. Find out more at crowdsec.net slash smashing. And Smashing Security listeners, there's a special offer just for you. Go and join the CrowdSec user community and you could win free tickets for the next RSA conference. Just go to crowdsec.net slash smashing. And welcome back. Can you join us at our favourite part of the show? The part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. It could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security-related necessarily. Better not be... Now, if I was on an online dating site, which I am not, but if I were, then I might be thinking all the, oh, crumbs, you know, I'm getting notifications all the time. All these I'm so popular in that imaginary world. I'm, oh, I'm just so <laughs> I feel like the fawns. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I just can't keep track of it all. All the time it's going ping, ping, ping. And it's like, oh, there she is. There's Sheila. There's Frederica. You know, Sheila. I don't, well, it's just a name. You know, there, there's a Bertha. They're all contacting me, right? But I might have a special one. There might be someone special. I think, oh, she's a little bit fruitier than the others. Maybe I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in her, in Camilla or whoever, than the others. In which case, I might want to assign her a different noise. And my pick of the week this week is all to do with notification tones, because I've been getting, I, I'll be honest with you, I've been a little bit bored under lockdown. Oh, I thought you were going to give me credit for giving you this pick of the week at that point. <laughs> you said you were going to be honest, but okay. And so I said to my friend Carol earlier today, <laughs> I said to her, I said, maybe, maybe there's somewhere we can go and find some different notification sounds so that we can get away from the, the humdrum standard ones, which come smartphone. And there is a website called notificationsounds.com, which will give you a long list of bings, bongs, and burbles, all creative commons, and they're cute. And it's a cute little site. You can download them on your phone or your Android or your whatever. And uh, each has its own little cute little write-up. And so I've been spending the day changing my notification sounds for different people. So if Carol texts me, for instance, <laughs> she'll give me a... <laughs> I hey, the, hey. I had the, I, I the no tone <laughs> I choose. And, and then for other people, I might choose a little bling, a little bling of joy or a little... Anyway, notificationsounds.com. I know it's not revolutionary. Note note to all the friends of Graham Cluley, make sure to text him <laughs> when he's in the room. Just to find out what your noise and is. And that is my pick of the week. Benny. Yvonne, what's your pick of the week? Well, my pick of the week's fabulous one. So my daughter, Jasmine, has been raving about her favourite app called Blinkist. And for Mother's Day, she got me Blinkist and... It's a phenomenal, phenomenal, oh, phenomenal app. Um, oh, it's really cool. So it's basically uh, every single best-selling book wrapped up into 15 minutes. So you read, so it's all the highlights of that particular book in a 15-minute 15 15, 15 so minutes. 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So literally the book is summarized in, in sort of what they call six or seven blinks. Um, and they summarize it and you read it uh, and in 15 minutes, it has to be in 15 minutes. And then if you haven't got even time to read it in 15 minutes, you can be, uh, you can listen to it uh, like like a little short, short cast. And I'm loving it. I'm listening to it before I go to bed and when I wake up and I go for a walk. And I've learned so much because um, I'm trying to learn a lot about creativity and productivity for an app that I'm building, actually. So it's quite fun. Wow. Okay. So when I, when you first said that, when you said books, I was thinking literature and I was thinking That's what? what? So it's like a kind of like a cliff notes of like maybe Shakespeare mm. or something, but it's not like when I'm looking at all the collections, it's more kind of like society and culture, nature and environment, yeah. psychology, all the, so it's more kind of like uh, fact-based information and you get it in smaller nuggets in here. So you can kind of- Exactly. Cool. Exactly. It's fabulous. And all those self-help books and everything like that, that basically are saying the same thing throughout the whole chat, you know, throughout the whole book anyway. It just summarizes all the all the sort of salient points and it's really Is clever. An app uh, like this completely safe. If I were, for instance, to read a book, I don't know, DIY dentistry or DIY brain surgery or something <laughs> like that, would I want the fifteen minute summary or should I really be encouraged to read the full book? 
but you can read the full book. So what's happened with me is there's there's some I've actually listened right. to, um, and I thought I want to buy that. I want to buy that. It's really fantastic. Oh, I see. Uh. It's kind of like a sample. Exactly. Mm. Cool. Mm. Okay, so that is Blinkist. Yes. Fabulous. An app. I'm, and there's also a website as well, Blinkist.com. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I, I, I really, really, because I know you said this to me and I thought, oh, have I just bought myself a cheese grater? But no, I haven't. I thought Blinkist <laughs> would be better. <laughs> it's funny you say cheese grater. Okay, Graham, walk me in. I've got a great one. <laughs> Crow, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> okay, I'm setting the scene for this one, okay? Sunday afternoon. And we're having, we're recovering at home from a little fracas that happened, okay? So fracas in my house are rare, pretty poignant when it happens. So everyone's a little bristly still in the house. And I decide to olive branch myself out of the situation, offer to cook a big roast dinner, right? Oh, roast veggies, roast potatoes, oh. pistachio sauce, which is the most delicious sauce in the freaking universe. Anywho. <laughs> Almost ready, right? Smells amazing. And I take the pan out of the oven and check it. And I say to the Wookiee husband, I said, don't touch the frying pan. Okay, just came out of a 400 degree oven. Roger beauty, he says. And then I pick up the frying pan with my bare right hand. So we're talking 18 points of contact on my right hand along the oh frying God. pan handle. Oh, no. Oh, golly. So my pick of the week. <laughs> it's a replacement hand. <laughs> <laughs> I cook a lot and I do get into little kitchen accidents fairly regularly. So immediately, you know, do what everyone does, plunge your hand in freezing water and like really yes. for a long time, 10 minutes, like yeah. much longer than you think, as long as you can handle yeah. it. Right. But I have two other tips. One is get yourself some burn gel. Yes. I yep. used Acroflex. Yes. It is godsend. Yes. Like my hand right now, I would not yes. even, I think, been able to do this podcast. And I would certainly not be able to edit or use a computer after what Gosh. happened. Oh, wow. But because of, and I used probably half a bottle of the stuff or half of the tube, but my hand is in incredible shape considering. Yeah, we've got that. We use it. Yeah, Acroflex, everyone buy it and throw it in your drawer because you will be so thankful. And the other thing is a DIY tip is get some butter from the, put some butter in the freezer for exactly this situation. Hold on, hold on, Carol. Are you sure about that? I'm sure that was an old wives tale, that one. No, I'm not saying smear it on. I'm saying use it as a cold brick because I was in searing pain for at least seven hours after it happened. And clinging on to that frozen butter was my life-saving Do you mean element. the butter while it's still wrapped up? Or? Yeah, the butter's wrapped up. It's in uh, the freezer, right? It's just a cold block. It's just an ice block, but it's not water and it doesn't stick to your hand. It's, it doesn't freeze at the same temperature as water, so it's not uncomfortable. It just has this beautiful uh, coldness of... And then as soon as it starts to melt, throw it back in the freezer and I have two now in there. <laughs> Like, like, like peas. Yes. Of course, no, the, old, the old wives' tale used to be put uh, smear butter on it. Did you know that? Smear butter all over well, it. Well, you know, I can understand that because that night I did smear it completely with like stuff to make sure it didn't blister too badly. And that totally helped as well. So I imagine that's just like a, like a moisturizing cream. You know, I imagine that's the idea of it. Anyway, my hand's in good shape, but get yourself oh, burn gel stuff. That's, and that's such, that's such good advice. I think that's brilliant. My niece did that about. Uh, a month ago she burned herself exactly like you she was doing her cooking and she burned herself so badly and then she actually jumped back 
but didn't realize that she broke her foot <gasps> by, because the burn yep. was so bad. Yep. So she, and the pain, so I actually do really sympathize with you, the pain was so bad that she didn't realize she actually broken her foot. It was about four days later. She couldn't understand why she couldn't walk. And she's a doctor. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. that's awful. That must have been so painful. She didn't even know her foot was broken. Okay, well, the takeaway here, guys, is don't burn yourselves. But if you do, burn gel, Acroflex, have it in the house. Lifesaver. And that is my pick of the week. Fantastic. Well, on that terribly sensible note, um, all it requires is for me to remind you to seek medical advice and don't hold <laughs> smashing securities <laughs> responsible if anything bad happens. Um, but that just about wraps it up for this week. Yvonne, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online and find out what you're up to. What's the best way of doing that? Uh, they can go on LinkedIn or they can go on Twitter. They can always email me at Yvonne at skenzypr.com. Fantastic. And you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G, twouldn't last have a G. And we're also on Reddit on the Smash Insecurity subreddit. And don't forget, make sure you never miss another episode. Follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And huge thank you to this week's episode sponsors, 1Password, CrowdSec, and SailPoint, and to our wonderful Patreon community. Thanks to all of them, this show is free for all. And for episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest lists, and the entire back catalogue of more than 218 episodes, check out smashingsecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Later, skaters. Bye-bye. See, I'm just trying to cling to you there me by me what do you mean i don't understand what do you mean later skaters what do you mean so i'll see him next week it's like i'm in a skate park oh right okay and i'm like later later dudes what generation are you crow are you are you i i'm very multifaceted generation w x y z what which one are you certainly not the marmy one no (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm stopping recording very sensible